I do. And I don't. And welcome to I Do and I Don't Show. I just hijacked the intro from Joel because he's fit to be tied with trying to run this on Facebook Live. And that's it. That's the whole, I'm, I'm giving, you have the intro, Kat. Take that's it. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, here you have a podcast dedicated to sound and well thought out marriage, relationship, and sex advice from two people who may or may not have any business giving those to anyone. Well, one of us does and one of us, uh, well, I should say one of us doesn't and the other one maybe does a little bit more than the other one. <laughs> I have to say, these days, I'm not so sure. I feel like if we were both pressed for an answer, we'd both have to admit that, meh, I don't know if either of us are qualified. <laughs> we can't legally give you actual therapeutic advice in any way, shape, or form. But what we're going to do, that do, that doesn't stop us, because what we do is we get people, <laughs> strangers, and uh, and people that sometimes we may or may not know, to send us messages on I do and I don't show at gmail.com and I do and I don't show on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, you ask us your questions and then we, we go, I think I can handle that. I think I can answer that. I think I have some insight for you. Yeah. And that's, that's what it is. You know, it's insight from the best of our ability through our experience of love and sex and romance from our hearts to yours. You know what, Kat? And, and you're the one that has the experience, and everybody knows that. You've been <laughs> writing. You care a lot more than I do. You write these uh, uh, about relationships. You're a wedding aficionado. This is what I've mentioned many times. Now, for my, uh, for me, I don't have any credentials whatsoever, nor, like, I've never been married. I don't have really many successful, if any, relationships under my belt. But (laughs) think about when, like, an alien comes to Earth. Have you seen these movies? I love those movies. That would be, like, my dream boyfriend, I think, actually. An alien man. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's (laughs) the things he could do with those tentacles. Um, but the thing about this is he, they, they look at the world through these unsullied eyes and they go, oh, this is interesting. The, this is fascinating what these people are doing. And that's what I'm doing in the way of marriage or relationships. Well, there you go. I mean, I'm, I think that's a beautiful way to sum it all up. Yeah. Just so people are aware, because we we are doing this live, we're live streaming it on the internet, and I don't know if we mentioned that. If you are listening and you enjoy the podcast, check us out on I Do and I Don't Show. Uh, it's No, it's Instagram.com slash I Do and I Don't Show or our page on Facebook because uh, then you'll get updated to when we do these because it's not necessarily ever the same every week. No, we're working with both Joel's uh, schedule for work and my custody schedule for my child. So right. it is a fluctuating thing. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, let's get started. So uh, Kat gets these questions. They're anonymous. She asks me. I give the answers. And then she fumbles into like saying whatever she wants to say about yeah. things. And I go, whatever. And then uh, we go from there. <laughs> so question number one, Kat? Question number one. Okay. Thanks for that rousing intro. Um, I have a question for your show. That's the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm newly dating someone, and we started just before the quarantine. We've not yet been intimate. Mm. I feel, however, through conversation and how we're interacting that we're not going to match up sexually. 
Do you think that this is something that can be resolved? Or is there a case when two people just don't jive sexually, but they do on every other level? Uh, This person seems super proper, and I'm a little bit more loud and opinionated. I'm scared that I will try to change myself in order to fit him. Well, we have a few things going on here, because one is the sexual question, and the other one is, like, personality alleged or potential conflicts, not alleged, potential conflicts. Do you think that people's personalities are a reflection of how they are in the bedroom? Uh, no, not entirely, I don't think. I think that some people can be very surprising in this way. Yeah, I agree. Like, because, you know, you would think that sleeping with me would be a very silly experience. Uh, (laughs) There's like a rubber fish involved. Yeah, you'd think that I'd be doing like animal, balloon animals out of my penis, but that's not the case. Well, that's a relief. <laughs> yeah, I'm a li- I'm slightly not as silly as you might think. You um, have spoken ad nauseum about your squirting flower, though. <laughs> no, no, uh, you've misunderstood. This is a woman's vagina. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. No. Well, you thought I just had a flower on my lapel, <laughs> just covering a nipple, and I just squirted it at people. That's not how that works. Okay, okay. But, but no, so, so I don't think a personality necessarily equates to uh, um, how the person is going to be in the bedroom. And also, I mean, for instance, this person is like, oh, I've, I'm opinionated. I've got a big, strong personality. But maybe in the bedroom they enjoy being a little bit less, uh, you know, in charge. And yeah, I mean, that's that's sometimes like a, a, a good tell, actually, if someone is really bold and outspoken in their day to day, sometimes they are the opposite of that. Or if someone is very shy and reserved and they seem mild mannered, they have no problem becoming the top in the bedroom. Yeah. So we, we so I mean, I mean, we can't delve too deep. We can't really uh, ask this person for details, but uh, why they believe um, this person is not going to be a sexual match for them just to, because of the personality, because you don't really know. Also, it depends on how... I feel like the the real tells happen when you are uh, just together in the same room. So if that hasn't happened that much, it might be too early to tell. But, but let, let's talk about the personality issues. Mm-hmm. So if you are very reserved and your partner's really outspoken, does that mean the relationship's not going to work? Well, it, uh, opposites attract. I, I remember my Uncle Russ and Auntie Anne, not a real <laughs> uncle and not a real aunt, uh, but they were married and they came by every Christmas and they brought us popcorn cake with uh, gummies in it and always a puzzle, which... I don't What the hell is a popcorn cake? You don't know what a popcorn cake is? No, I do not. It's like <laughs> It's like a big mound of popcorn that's glued together by a sugary uh substance that appears to be cum, but it's not. It it just <laughs> <laughs> It just looks like a big this is so rude. It's it's just like a big, it's a big popcorn. It's a cake of popcorn. It's a popcorn bukkake cake and it's got little bits <laughs> It's got little bits of like these gummy candies in it, but you can slice it and it's a very sweet. People oh know what popcorn God. cake is. You've never uh, had that. 
But anyway. No. <laughs> Auntie Anne would make us this popcorn cake, so we'd always have that. And I mean, and for the record, I've had no form of bukkake cake. <laughs> just so we can put that out there. All right. Okay. Um, I, it seemed... Anyway, let's not get into... Let's not no. delve too okay, deeply so into the Okay, so they brought your cake and... The point is that Auntie Anne <laughs> would never shut up. And I don't mean that in a bad way. She's a wonderful person. She's a lovely lady. And she'd talk, 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 talk. And Uncle Russ just sat there. Just sat there. And if you got him away from her, there would be... You could have a conversation with him, and he would tell you about Tetris. But... When they were together, it was her. She was the one that was talking, and it worked. Okay, so like opposites can attract. Yeah, and, I and mean, Pat asks a good question. She's asking uh, if this person makes you horny. Like, is the dialogue interesting enough that you can imagine a sexual connection with them? I think that's a fair question to ask. Yeah, and and by the way, it, this question there there is an easy answer. Because you don't feel like there's going to be a sexual connection. You don't feel like your personalities are compatible. There's no reason to like, think about this any more <laughs> than that. You don't have to do an experiment. Yeah, like don't, don't uh, you know, break your back trying to figure this one out. That's not the... I mean, you, you really can't anyway until like we're all freed into the world again. Yeah, like you're not, you can't know. So it's like, well, do I waste three months? So there's really no reason to, uh, to think too hard about it. Just, you know, stop talking to this person. Talk to somebody that excites you. And it's, I have an idea. You could ask them to make a sex tape to send you. Just to see what they might come up with on their own in these circumstances. Do we call that a sex tape or do we go like, can you send me a video of you jacking off? Yeah, I guess. I'm, old, I'm an old lady. I call it a sex tape. He's like, <laughs> a sex tape? Who am I going to get to make the sex tape with me? <laughs> <laughs> send me a creative masturbation video yeah. and it'll be your audition to see if we're going to have real sex. I don't think like, I mean, obviously any, I feel like any guy's going to jump out that opportunity but then i I feel like you got to reciprocate and i don't think that it's fair for that to be Mm one-sided you know what i mean so be prepared for that one well yeah i think that's fair if you're gonna ask for it you got to be prepared to send it photos too. send me interesting photos send me sexy photos see see what happens it's like how are you engaging uh through sex description like if he's like is this the conversation she's like "Mm, i want to like go down on you for like 25 minutes and give you a sloppy blowjob and he goes well i'll probably come in three minutes because i just cannot uh, hold it back i i come really fast (laughs) but it sounds nice thanks bye you know then yeah maybe you should just give up (laughs) yeah for sure uh sam suggests that they write a short erotic story Ooh. for each other. Ooh. Joel has written some quite formidable erotica, haven't you, yes, Joel? Yes, I have, and I read it uh, once live on uh, the stage. I, I write erotica for the elderly because they're a uh, group of people that don't get a lot of erotica written for them. So Underserved. Yeah, so um, I don't know. <laughs> I can't, unfortunately, I don't, I don't think we have time for me to read it here. Um, I had another question to throw out there for this particular person, and that is, um, do you have sort of a clear sense in your own mind of what you need your sexual connection to be like with someone else? Because if you do, 
you probably are going to be able to tell whether or not this is going to line up. <clears throat> and are you talking about sex with this person? Like, has you can't actually have sex, but maybe you want to start talking about it at least. They, that must be why they think that they don't have a sex, sexual connection. If it's all personality-based, move on. Like, don't just, like, give it a chance. Have phone sex. That's another good one. Why not? Yeah, but I feel like you're like all of these things are going to be just like it might that might be telling as to what how things are actually going to play out in the bedroom. But they're uh, they're probably not entirely telling. So, no, they won't be. But in the meanwhile, they can have a few solid orgasms until the quarantine is lifted and then (laughs) they can part ways. By the way, what I've noticed. And and that I somewhat agree with that. What I've noticed is a lot of people are, um, I believe, you know, getting into, you know, chatting with people and and whatnot, just to kill time and to uh, entertain themselves. And they probably will never even meet after the whole COVID thing's over. So you can always just use this person. Yeah. (laughs) Use this guy. Or like, you know, when you're on a Zoom chat with somebody. And uh, suddenly your partner comes into the room as well. And then all three of you are having a Zoom chat. And, like, you know, everyone's feeling a little bit lonely. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> and then your partner stands in the background and sticks his butt out. And you, for some reason, since you <laughs> haven't really been with anyone, you, you, you start finding a man's butt attractive? What's happening? And... Uh, <laughs> What if there is zero sexual talk? I mean, that's a good question. Uh, you can initiate it and see what happens if there is zero sexual talk. You know, I, I would imagine that guys these days might be a little bit uh, timid about in uh, like starting the sex talk because a lot of girls uh, don't really appreciate that. And they don't know how, how soon are we supposed to start the, uh, the sex talk. So if, if you um, begin you know, you, 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 uh, initiate it and then see where he goes with it. If it's always work where you're the one that keeps on having to initiate and, and keep the, the, um, scenario going as it were. Yeah. That's no fun. Forget it. Move on. Agreed. You don't always want to be the one who's initiating period. Yeah. Even on your period. Um, even on your period. <laughs> so I think we answered that. Okay. Um, question number two, I'm in a new relationship and it's going really well. I really want to tell him I love him, but I'm afraid to say it. When is the right time to tell someone you love them? That's such an interesting question because it feels like, uh, you know, it feels like there might be a nuanced answer, but there, there isn't really. <laughs> don't do it. Don't tell them at all. Never no, okay. say it. Like, let me ask you this: Have are you when you tell someone you love them for the first time? Are you expecting them to say it back? Like, is it going to devastate you if they don't? You know, uh, uh, I should answer your question. I was <laughs> I was going to just ignore it. Don't do that. So, that's so me. I see you. That's so me. Um, don't do it. Do so. What was the question again? <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Seriously? Yeah. Uh, when you tell someone you love is them it, should it always be for the res- first time? Do you hope it's reciprocal? Yeah. Well, you definitely you hope it, it is. hoping they're going to say it yeah, back? Yeah, of course. 
you don't you don't say it uh well yeah i think that that is you're like is is this going to be it has do does this person love me back are they going to say it back uh it's a bit of a risk cuz i don't want to just have like a yeah i really think you're great too you know like you want that um but that's not what love is so no. if you love a person, you may want to just express that love for them, uh, even if you may not get that same response. Yeah. I mean, what is it going to, what's the harm? What's the harm if they can't say it back right away? Yeah. I don't know that there is any. If you love them, you love them. It's not going to change just because they are not quite there yet. You know, and chances are if the relationship is good, you will have that reciprocated at some point. Right. Um, or you can do what I did, which was I dated this girl who um, I, I feel like I've mentioned her before. She was somewhat indifferent, generally speaking, in the relationship. But um, we were, you know, in a committed relationship. And uh, I was just holding off because I was just like, man, I want her to maybe say I love you first or... Um, or I wasn't sure if she'd say it back, but like, but I was just like, I loved her. Like I felt that connection where I was just like, I feel like we're just, we love each other. I feel like we're in this relationship. We just never said it. And then one day I was just jumping in my car, leaving for work and she was at my place and I was just like, all right, well, perfect. And we were like, you know, you just talk about whatever, like, okay, we'll see. And then I'll be back at this time, you know, whatever. And then uh, I go, okay, perfect, love you. Just like accidentally. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and what did she I do? I was holding, I was just like, oh my, oh my goodness. I, I it let it slip that I love her. Well, she turned and smiled and said, oh, I love you too. Aww. It was really nice. Perfect. It was a really nice moment. So wait till you accidentally say it because... <laughs> yeah. You just love Blurt them. it out when you are least expecting yeah, it. Yeah, you love that and then person. And just let the universe unfold. Yeah, definitely let the universe or <laughs> just the other person. <laughs> oh, Joel. So there's no, there's no right time, but you, no. you, like if we were to analyze what love is, it's not waiting for another person to love you. It's, yeah, it's you your love Yeah, you just feel it and them. you express it. Yeah. So if you want to base your uh, expression of love on uh, telling them that you love them, like, uh, what? Yeah, uh, based on the actual love. <laughs> sorry. If you want to base your expression of love on actual love, then uh, that's how I would do it. Just let them know. <laughs> Feel the love, say the love. Yeah, like Done. one time when I was, how old was I? Maybe even 12 or something like that. I think I just wanted this girl to date me, so I told her I loved her. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, that's what that was. My next question: Is there a too soon to tell? Someone yeah, because she them? went, "Oh wow!" Like or whatever, <laughs> and then ran away. So you can't just tell somebody out of the blue that you love them, especially when you don't love them. Don't use "I love you" <laughs> as a coercion method. No, be like, not successful. Ah, maybe she'll like me more if I love her. But uh, that's not true. is. <laughs> Yeah, and if you're not feeling it and someone tells you that they love you, please don't say it back just for the sake of Ooh, reciprocating the sentiment. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, so yeah. wrong. Just be like, me? 
Are you sure you're putting your eggs in the right basket? <laughs> a good one is, uh, oh, yes, I think you're really special as well. Ugh, that's not a good one. <laughs> you're right, it's not. Like, how would you respond to that if someone told you they loved you and you weren't quite there yet? I would be like, uh, maybe I would just, you know, just don't say anything, just kiss them. Give them a nice deep kiss and go. That's perfect. And just be like, you know. Mm, you and then run away <laughs> i'm honored that you love me um well that's beautiful so should we answer our third question um okay so the third question is in fact actually a marriage question Woo! finally this is what the podcast is all about <laughs> <laughs> and they say are threesomes female female male a bad idea when you're married my husband myself and someone else that's it that's it well, I know what your answer is. Oh, I don't know if you do. <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, um, I've always held to the belief that a threesome uh, with a long-term partner is a risky business. Would you agree with that, Kat? Yes. So uh, we would maybe both be on the page of tread carefully. Yes, it's like a very difficult Pandora's box once you've opened it. It can be very complex and really like not a pretty situation. Yeah, so we've all heard of, I, I don't know if you've heard of this, Kat, um, jealousy. We've all, I've, I've heard of it. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's something that uh, rears its ugly head when uh, someone else, one person's property, a.k.a their gen someone else's genitals um <laughs> no, interacts <so> with <laughs> someone else's property which is you know what i'm saying it's not property but you, you get where i'm going with this um so yeah i feel like if you're married and and one of you really really wants to do it and the other one's like i don't know you might have some trouble so I think under no circumstances should you enter into a threesome unless both people are equally enthusiastic about it. Yeah, actually, and I th you know, it, it, it might even be the girl should be more enthusiastic than the guy. <laughs> if that's possible, yes, I would also agree with that. I also think that um, it's okay to be nervous about it, but to have like real fear and reservation around it, that's a really good red flag that maybe this isn't something you should do. And I think you should have like almost outrageously extensive conversation about um, like the what ifs that could arise mm -hmm. and just try to like imagine any scenarios and have a dialogue about it with your partner well before it actually happens. Um, and then also have the permission to abort the mission if it's not working out at any stage of the endeavor. So like even if you're in the midst of the physical activity, if one of the two of you is not comfortable, you have to have like an all stops kind of permission in place. But the good news is you don't have to worry about the third party because they, <laughs> they, they're, they're, they don't really have a dog in this fight. You know, they're just a toy. They're a sex toy, right, Kat? No, I think, of course, you should certainly consider their feelings and their emotions as well. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with looping them in on the fact that you guys have an agreement between the two of you. If anyone's uncomfortable at any point, you can just abandon ship. Right. And, but do add a little level of guilt. Like, just be like, you know, it's really difficult for us to get into this, but 
uh, if we're doing it and you are the one that gives up on us, it's really going to be a big blow and not in a good way, you know, to, <laughs> to the two of us. So make it really, I would say, keep it about you as the couple and uh, try to get as, as much um, uh, mileage out of this uh, third party as possible. Would you say that's That's true? completely horrendous, Joel. <laughs> what? Horrendous? I, can't, I cannot condone this in any way, shape, or form. Right. I think you have to like enter into this space with respect for whomever is sharing it with you, and everyone gets like equal feedback and opinions about how it's going to go down for lack of a better term. But I think that there should be sort of an unwritten rule and and uh is that if they're like if we're having multiple orgasms or even just one orgasm like the the third party can't have more orgasms than the wife. Like that that's wrong. <laughs> like it should be or wife the wife should be the first one to come. And then the other girl can come. And then if anyone's going to come again, it should be the wife or the husband. And, and that's, of course, when... Well, actually, with another girl there, they could, you know, party on a little longer. Yeah, absolutely. No one needs to stop, really, yeah, in this scenario. So that's until, nice. like, the pizza delivery guy arrives. Yeah, or... or I mean, nobody... Yeah, I guess uh, until everyone passes out. <laughs> or that, yes. I guess that's been known to happen. I've heard. Um... <laughs> I've heard tell. Uh, I've heard tell in some circles where they're uh, a little bit more deviant. I don't appreciate that word. <laughs> I like the term "liberated." Where they're a little bit more liberated, they uh, they literally pass out on each other. All eight bodies. <laughs> oh, I like this suggestion. Amanda's saying that instead of a threesome, they should just have another couple, so no one is neglected. That is a very cute idea. Um, and there are far too many men who are like way freaked out about the idea of having another man present for a sexual encounter, which I think is a travesty. I think the word way freak, I think the term way freaked out isn't accurate. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> I would say that it's just, uh, you know, you don't want to be around another penis aroused or not. <laughs> and that's perfectly the, fine. What if the penis is not interested in you? I, 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 I don't want to be, I don't like it. I don't like, I don't like that. I don't like it. But like, okay, what about all the porn that most men watch? They're watching other dicks all the time. Why can't we enjoy the other dick firsthand? Listen to this. And I hate to, uh, why can't we? Um, good point, good point. Um, yeah, but, you know, still. So I was watching this Tiger King. Oh, boy. And the Tiger King dated or married two men who were, should I do, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> you haven't seen it, but you're not going to watch it, eh, Kat? No, I watched one episode. That was enough for so me. So spoiler alert. Um, so the Tiger King married two guys and both of them ended up, uh, being like, well, we're not really gay. They both, they just, they, he got them in there for, with drugs or whatever. And, um, but he would say to them, he goes, do you ever watch porn? And they're like, yeah. And do you like to watch the porn with the big penises or the smaller penises? And they're like, well... It's nice that we like it more when there's a big penis. And then he goes, well, I guess you're not completely straight then. And I remember when I was like uh, probably maybe like 
18 years old in one of these chat rooms. Some guy used that line on me. Like, this is a tricky line that uh, um, I think that uh, gay people are using to uh, try to turn... uh, well, maybe not turn people, but you know what I mean? To be like, maybe you're well, not Joel, straight. it might be true because I like the big penises in porn too, and I'm not completely straight. Wait a second. I'm trying to do the math on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't know who wouldn't like the larger penis. I mean, I don't know because like if I watch porn, I don't really love fake breasts, like breasts that are obviously fake really don't do a lot for me. And I'm trying to imagine myself in that scenario in some ways, but then I'm also, well, it's, it's complex for me because I'm switching roles in those scenarios. So never mind. Sometimes you're the guy. Um, I mean, it's, it's complicated in here because I am, there is no, like, I'm not straight. So uh, but cat, it's it's difficult to compare uh, penises with breasts, and also it's it's not a fake penis versus fake breasts. It's a real <laughs> big penis. Yeah, because weirdly fake. we don't have the means to create fake enormous penises for men. I don't. What a I think shame. That's a strange eh? one. What too. a shame. Um. Anyway, that was a digression. But um, <laughs> what the hell were we even talking about? Oh yeah, we're threesome. talking about Sorry. having a threesome. But I will reiterate, and I'm pretty sure I've said it on uh, a previous episode, but I will reiterate that if you are going to have a threesome and get yourself that third unicorn person, try to uh, do it like five or six times with that same person. Because I I feel like, and Kat, I don't know, well, I'm guessing you do have experience with this, but um, I feel like that'll just get better and better every uh, sexual experience you have. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you can create a relationship with someone who's happy to be a third from time to time, that's a nice situation to be in yeah. if you are enjoying that dynamic. Mm-hmm. But then there are like a lot of parameters you have to lay down because things can get really complicated. Right. Emotional emotions. Get yeah. Involved. Yeah. There's people and feelings involved and like what happens when the unicorn wants to move on. And like, it's just, it's complex. Sometimes things are better fantasized about than actually realized. And you know, here's my thing on the threesome situation. I feel like if that's what you're going to do, you should just do it when you're on vacation. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I get that person. Well, but that doesn't work with my theory of doing it a number of no, times. No, it with- doesn't. And, you know, like that, I mean, that's it, right? Like if you want a unicorn, that's a whole other ball game. It's a kettle of fish that can be complex. But this is and- this is uh, to, to now I know what your view is now that you mentioned the vacation thing. But um, I'll just throw this out there as an idea and you can speak to it. And I'll, I'll, and I'll mention that Seinfeld episode. And I, I know you've probably seen it, the this and that and the other have you seen that episode? Maybe. Where Jerry and Elaine, they really enjoy interacting with each other. They like their uh, chemistry as friends. And they used to sleep together. They used to be in a relationship. Uh, and they really enjoyed the sex stuff, too. So they try to negotiate a plan of having uh, the friendship and the sex. So this and that and the other, right? Oh, disaster. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if they... Whatever it is. Anyway, they, they want to have their cake and eat it too. Point being, when you get these, uh, this threesome together, and you get all, all three of you together, should you um, watch a movie together, have dinner together, spend time together 
you know, socially or just having nice times. Maybe all three of you are cuddling somehow on the couch and then you also bang. Or should it be a little bit more, you know, the, the lines are drawn, come over, get naked, get in bed. This is what we're here for. I mean, I think that completely depends on the individual's. But when we're talking about a marriage and you were saying, you know, let's be very careful and, and, and that sort of thing, do you feel like those are why that would be a wise move or do you think it might get a little bit too messy if you engage? I think in that it way? can add complexity that maybe isn't necessary, but I think also if the couple is really solid and they are comfortable talking through it and checking in with each other and keeping the lines of communication open, then it you know, I, there's no reason not to do that. As long as everyone's on the same page. I just think that they, that would be a really sweet, uh, make the experience a lot sweeter, you know? It is. It's really sweet. You know, you just I've heard. Have <laughs> I heard tell that in the big cities, <laughs> they're getting together and they're laying on a chaise lounge together. They're feeding I think that each other. Unicorn grapes. life is a pretty sweet life, if as long as it's filling your needs. As the unicorn, or or just having a unicorn. As the unicorn, for sure. It's not. It's not altogether bad. But if it's not ultimately what you want, it's there's an expiry date, of mm. course. Mm-hmm. You look. You can see my boyfriend in the background. Just a shadow. Just. <laughs> a- <laughs> He's getting snacks. This man loves his snacks. This man loves to snack. Um, well, speaking of snacks, um, we should, uh, talk about, uh, snackable comedy bites. Uh, everyone should check it out. Instagram.com slash snackable comedy bites, uh, still posting a hilarious comedy bite every single day to bring levity and laughter to everybody who, um, needs it. You'll never feel the same way about the color orange. <laughs> It'll be blinding. Oh, my goodness, stop. Um, Well, I think we've answered all of our questions, Kat. I think we have, too. And I look forward to next week when we have our 8.30 warm-up with some handcrafted erotica by you and I. I should mention on the podcast here that uh, when we post this online, if you're listening on our iTunes, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, all the other ones... um, We're, we're like a week behind, so get into the I Do and I Don't Show page on Facebook and Instagram so you know when these live streams are happening, because we're not, of course, posting the dates. We're talking about the dates here. We're just saying it is happening. Um, you got to keep up on it. The Sochmeads. The Sochmeads. Yeah. Um, is that all we need to say, Kat, or should, what, you don't like that term? <laughs> Sam wants us to trade our stories next week and read each other's. Hmm. Okay. Are you comfortable? We will discuss this. Are, are idea. you comfortable saying the word cum straw? Um, <laughs> saying it. Saying it. I love it. I have a drawer full. I've, that's weird. Well, I guess. <laughs> like a, okay. Um, I spell bukkake for me. I think it's B U K A K E. K A K E. Why are you. Searching that in some sort of porn site, Amanda. <laughs> She's like, I gotta Adding see this. To her favorites on Pornhub. What? You don't need to Google that. Just Google popcorn cake. Um, oh gosh. <laughs> I'm going to make popcorn right now. Mm. 
Get the BF to help. <laughs> I will. Thank you, everyone, for um, your patience with us tonight as we worked out all of the glitches. Uh, and thank you always for watching and listening. And let me uh, say this part. Uh, make sure that you send us your questions to I do and I don't show at gmail.com, facebook.com slash I do and I don't show, instagram.com slash I do and I don't show. It's been wonderful. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for viewing. And I will uh, say goodbye by saying, uh, there's no time like the present, I hope, because this is a horrible time. <laughs>